0: Welcome back, Brady Farkas show right here, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Super Bowl week, radio row at home. We've been doing our best to bring you the biggest names, the best guests, but also some stories with local appeal. And this next one is a story I've been wanting to tell for a while. So 16 years ago, um, one of the most iconic games in Vermont high school basketball history, but maybe even just U.S. basketball history happened. It was right here in Vermont. It was BFA Fairfax against Milton. The final score was BFA Fairfax 5 and Milton 2. And uh, the game got national attention on ESPN. We're talking now with my guy, Brian Phelps, who I played some hoops with. He was in that game playing for Milton, the team with just two points at the end of a high school basketball game. Brian, how are you, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, like I said, hanging in there, uh, doing the best I can under uh, under the circumstances. So uh, I appreciate you having me on and taking some time and uh, – Talk about this wonderful basketball game that happened now sixteen years ago. It's crazy to kind of when you, think about it.
0: When you think about it 16 years ago, what stands out to you from that game just overall?
1: Man, uh, you know, the fans obviously that's one thing that can't comes to mind first is you know just the, the noise that you're hearing. Cause you know, in a five to two game, there's not a whole lot going on, not a lot of dribbling. So you <laughs> don't really hear much on the court, you hear everything going on behind you. Um, And you just hear a lot of the fans just kind of not heckling, but kind of asking, you know, what's going on? What, what are you guys doing? Play, play, play. That's all you heard was just yelling. Now, the
0: ESPN story that came out that night said that this was a deliberate strategy by you guys to try to keep the score down. Is that true first?
1: Yeah, so... We, uh, it it definitely was a part of our conversation. I don't think a lot of the players really understood that it was actually going to turn into what it turned into. Um, we averaged something like 25 turnovers a game. Um, we didn't score very well and, uh, they played a zone. So our conversation was, you know, we're going to try to make them come out of their zone and either play man-to-man or extend their zone. And we thought we might have a better opportunity. And if not, we would kind of hold the ball and, um, it just became a, a stalemate at one point. And
0: Is it truly you got the point guard just held the ball for the entirety of the half or was, you, was there still passing and looking for shots that just didn't come?
1: So there wasn't there. He held the ball for quite some time. He passed the ball to me. I was on the, uh, the wing at one point, um, foul line extended and he passed me the ball. And as soon as I got it, I just passed it right back to him. I, I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to stand there and hold it because, I knew that, you know, with everything going on behind me, that, you know, it just wasn't turning into a good situation. And I, I just wanted the ball out of my hands and I just I was ready to just stand there and, you know, I was having conversations with kids on the Fairfax team, just kinda of talking with them during during the game. You know,
0: your team wasn't particularly good that year. I think your record was two and seven going into yeah. that game. So yeah. I've been on teams and coach teams that were heavily undermanned and yeah. So when you're going through the week and you're talking about this strategy, are you thinking like, hey, this is cool and different. We might pull a massive upset. Or are you embarrassed that you're going to play this way?
1: Well, like I said, I don't think when we were having the conversation, we talked about, you know, making them come out and extend their zone um, and maybe play us man-to-man because they played a 3-2 zone and we struggled against the zone. So we figured if we, we had a man um, defense against us, we could, you know, fare well a little bit better against them. Um, that didn't happen. So, you know, when it started to fruition into the game and everything started going on and we kind of realized what was going on, I was like, wow, we're actually really just standing there holding the ball. You know, I, I didn't think that was – I thought they would come out and play and I thought the game would kind of get moving and get going. But um, it kind of just turned into that and, you know, the the rest is kind of history from there. When you look back on it, is it embarrassing to have played that way? Yeah, you know, you know the day after the game, you know, we went in and – uh to the next practice, studied the film, you know, to see what went wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't study no film. We, uh, we had a very, very long two hour conversation um, kind of about what happened and, and our coach pulled us in and asked us how we felt about it. Um, obviously most of us were embarrassed. You know, we, we talked about how we signed up for basketball. We didn't sign up for this, you know, going into the strategy, you know, you're kind of told to, you know, Go with the game plan you know you do what your coaches say you do what your teachers say you do what your parents say so i think at that age we we're just kind of you know we're going to go in we're going to do what coach wants us to do um hey you know we got blown out by 20 20 points a game mostly that was our, our uh our little bit of a defeat you know three points um yeah you know, we, we fared a little better in that <laughs> game but
0: Brian Phelps with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, former Milton High School basketball player, part of that iconic game that was BFA Fairfax 5, Milton 2, now 16 years ago, back in 2005. You mentioned parents. What do parents say after that game? You go home. What are parents saying after that game? Uh, My dad ended
1: up actually walking out. My parents don't say too much. Um, You know, in the stands, they were fairly quiet. Uh, My dad got a little angry, obviously, and frustrated with the game. And he ended up just getting up and walking out. Um, when I got home, you know, asked me what was going on, you know, why we did what we did. And, you know, I explained to him, you know, the conversations that we had as a team and what we thought. And, you know, obviously you have so many emotions, you know, I was angry. So, you know, I might've said a few things that, you know, I didn't agree with. Um, You know, back then, like I said, you're kind of just going along with a coach, but then once you sit back and you kind of think about it, you're like, yeah, you know, that's pretty embarrassing what we did just just now. You know, we had, you know, the fans, you know, a lot of fans from Fairfax, you know, five minutes down the road. You know, the fans, uh, they came out and we had a, you know, a good amount of people to come watch a basketball game. And we kind of disappointed a lot of people and, you know, ourselves as well. So as a player,
0: obviously, OK, BFA Fairfax was better than you. Would you rather have played it straight up and they beat you? 65 to 15, is that less embarrassing? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, looking back on it, absolutely. You know, you, you'd you rather give as much effort as you can into the game and, you know, the outcome's the outcome. Um, obviously, there wasn't a whole lot of effort put into this game. Um, you know, I had friends on the Fairfax team that I played AAU with, so we had that, you know, that friendly competition there always when I played them. So that was one of my favorite games to play was against Fairfax because I knew kids on the team and, um, you know, like I said, Most of the game, I was just sitting there talking to to one of the players on Fairfax during the game.
0: What's crazy, though, is you went on to play college basketball. Derek O'Grady, who I don't think was on this team, but he he, uh, was a thousand-point scorer at Milton. He could play ball. It's not like the program was terrible. I mean, I wouldn't think you guys could have played.
1: You know, um, my freshman and sophomore year, we were we were very young. Uh, we had a couple freshmen on my team. My freshman year, we only had one senior, two seniors. I think my sophomore year, we only had two seniors. So um, we were we were really young. We didn't have a go-to scorer. I think probably uh, you know our biggest scorer maybe averaged eleven points a game. Um, you know, my junior and senior year, I kind of transitioned into that. You know, uh, when we got a new coach, my My junior year, he really opened up the offense and really helped develop my game. And I kind of, you know, developed into that kind of player. But, you know, my freshman and sophomore year, I just, I wasn't there. Um, So it it was a struggle for us every game.
0: The game was possible because Vermont still does not have a shot clock. Your thoughts on not having a shot clock?
1: You know, and that was the first thing I said after the game was, Vermont needs a shot clock, Um, not only for situations like that. I don't think that'll ever happen again. You know, I think that's a that's a one time thing you'll probably see. Um, But just for the development of the players, you know, speeds up the game. It makes you think quicker. It makes you react quicker. Um, You don't have that standing around and people just dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. You know, you really got to cut and do different movements. So I think just for the development of the players, I think a shot clock would be great for the state of Vermont.
0: The Vermont is not the only state without a shot clock. Obviously, you've had this talk with people before around the state, long before I ever got to the state. What's the reason behind not having a shot clock as far as you
1: understand? Um, Honestly, I'm not really sure what the reasoning is behind it. Um, I've never talked to, you know, besides just having conversations with coaches and whatnot um, about after the fact, you know, this is the reason why there should be a shot clock. You know, I've never really discussed too much about why the state doesn't have one. Like you said, I know other states don't have them as well. Um, but you know, I always,
0: I always thought it was money related—the amount of money to go in and put a shot clock on two hoops in every gym in the yeah. state. That's what I thought the reason
1: was. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, you know, I don't know how the state does for funding with you know high school athletics. Um, you know that 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 very well could be what it is.
0: I'll get you out of here on this. Now, 16 years ago, how big a deal was this when it happened? I saw the story on ESPN, but how big a deal was it when it happened?
1: So when – I didn't know it was a big deal until the next morning when I woke up. You know, obviously, little Milton, Vermont, you know, Fairfax, Vermont. You're not going to hear nothing about us. You know, I woke up the next morning, turned on Sports Center, and it was literally – I don't know who it was. I think it was Steve Levy. Hmm. It was – the last segment right before their last hour, and he goes, "You want to know where the most bored people in the whole country were this weekend?" And they're like at a high school basketball game in Milton, Vermont, and my jaw just dropped. I was like, "Oh wow!" And I I ran upstairs to talk to my mom. I was like, "Mom, I was like, it's all sports," and I'm like, "This is ridiculous." I get to school, and whether it was true or not, but there was rumors that ESPN was calling our school trying to get interviews with coaches and players and whatnot. And you know, that's when it really, really blew up, and that's when I really knew like wow, this is actually going somewhere. And then, you know, I get to Johnson State and I play with kids from out of state. And, you know, we talk about it. And like, you were on that team? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty crazy that people <laughs> actually heard about it.
0: So you mentioned that you were embarrassed looking back on it now. When you guys get famous because of this, does the embarrassment shift to like, damn, this is pretty cool? Or does it make it worse?
1: Hey, man, you know, it's probably the only way I'm ever going to have my name in an article on ESPN. So <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, yeah. I will take it 100%. <laughs> um it's not the you know it's not what i want but uh i'll take it absolutely brian
0: phelps former milton high school basketball player 16 years ago january one of the most iconic games in vermont history in in high school basketball history five to two was the final milton on the losing end brian we appreciate you sharing some uh some memories of uh of that uh, memorable night man thanks hey man
1: i appreciate it take care be safe